Hey everybody, um, another beautiful day the Lord has made and uh, coming to you this evening to bring another video on the spiritual opponents. Uh, this is the fourth video on the spiritual opponents that we're, um, that we're deal with spiritually and um, that comes from the verse in uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 and uh, says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood against, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And uh, tonight I'm touching on the, you know, another one on the, um, on the rulers of the darkness of the world, of this world. The, because uh, this is a pretty vast subject on the, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Um, there's quite a few things that's, that's involved in it. Um, you know, in different areas and dis different perspectives and, and different directions and stuff. So this this one here tonight is uh, as you can see the title of the video is the enticing spirits that seduce men and uh, in First Timothy chapter four verse one that's where I'm going to read my first verse at is First Timothy chapter four verse one and it says now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Let's pray with the word before I get started. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for this another opportunity, Lord, for to bring forth your word, Lord, and to do these videos, Lord Jesus. And God, I ask you, Lord, that you will help me with this video. Lord, help me, Lord Jesus, to, to bring forth the word that you as you, as, as you have revealed it to me, Lord, that it go forth and help each and every one of us in our walk with you, Lord God. I can't do this without you, Lord Jesus, and I ask you, Lord, to use me as your vessel. Speak through me, Lord, as your oracle, Lord God, and let my words be your words, Lord, and that it will go forth and produce, Lord Jesus, and I thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name I pray, Lord, amen. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly in, that in the latter times, for one thing, we are in the latter times, we're in the last days, um, we're in the closing hours of this thing and and a lot of people don't want to believe that a lot of people you know think we got way longer think everything's going to get all better and all that and um but you know we're, we're living in the time that jesus spoke of through the prophets of the old testament and everything and and in matthew chapter 24 and, and stuff and we're living in the the time of the end we're living in the time when the devil knows his time is running out he knows his time is running short and he's aiming to wear out the saints and, and wearing us out. He's attacking us left and right. And uh, he's hitting everybody with everything. And he's trying he's trying his hardest to wear, to wear us out, to wear us down, and to make us weary and make us give in, make us throw in the towel and say we've had enough. And when we, we don't need to throw in the towel, we need to stand our ground and keep fighting, keep pressing, keep pushing forward, and keep building the kingdom of God and not giving in not giving in to to the enemy, not letting him win, not not throwing in the towel, not giving up. Giving up is not an option, and winning is the option. We're, we're victorious through Jesus, and he's the one we need to keep our eyes on and keep living for and keep striving for and keep pressing and keep pushing and keep trying to get as close as we possibly can to the Lord, not giving up, not giving in. So you're going to get weary and you're going to get weak if you turn away and if you if you don't stay 
where you need to be in the Lord and you don't stay in church and stay fellowshipping with others in the house of God. If you, that's one of the ways that we let our, let our guard down is by not fellowshipping with others and going to church and being in the house of God and being there you know, where we can learn God's Word and we can get into worship and get in the presence of the Lord and stuff. We have to, we have to do our part. And if, if we don't, if we don't go to church, if we don't pray, if we don't read His Word, if we don't worship Him and don't love Him, if we don't do the things that we're supposed to do, then we're going to get weak. And that's part of laying the armor down is when you, you get weak by not doing what you're supposed to be doing, what we need to do. It's, it's, a, it's something we have, we have to constantly be be aware of our adversary. We have to constantly be working to get closer to God and working to get stronger in the Lord. And it's a, it's a never-ending thing. It's a constant thing. It's a, we don't stop for no reason. It's not, it's, not a, it's not an option. It's not an option to stop. It's not an option to let our guard down. And why? Here's, the, here's one of the reasons why. It's because in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits. Seducing spirits are spirits that look for a weakness in you. They try to exploit your weak areas. They try to exploit areas in your life to where, to where they find that, that you're weak at so they can, they can take it. Once they find that weakness, then they attack it. How do they attack it? Well, they start tempting you with it and tempting you with it and tempting you with it until eventually it overwhelms you and you end up falling because of it and you end up you end up losing, losing out. You end up losing to that spirit because it's done exploited, done exploited your weakness, and taken you down with it. So a good example of that is, is if you're weak, say to, uh, if you're weak to alcohol, and and he drops that temptation on you, to, you know, sends a friend, an old friend your way that you used to go out drinking with, and and you got deliverance from alcohol you know and got saved and everything gave you heart and life to god and you're living for god and then all of a sudden that old buddy comes around that that you used to party with if the devil can find if the, the devil can find a weakness in that area with that old friend he can get his foot back in the door and cause you to fall and cause you to fall back to that drinking habit again cause you to fall away from god and start that go back to drinking or whatever you know that's the way that they, they exploit you and they do that and Seducing, the definition of seducing is an, an imposter spirit, a misleader, or a deceiver. And a deceiver will come in and tell you it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that, when it's not okay to do this, not okay to do that. You know, certain things that it tells you not to do in the Word of God, it tells you, you know, if it tells you plainly, straight up and down in the Word that, it's not, that you're not supposed to do it, then you're not supposed to do it. A deceiver will come along and try to tell you it's okay to do it. And that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to set, tries to cause people to think it's okay to do something when it's not. And it's an imposter spirit to, to play off like he's somebody else. Play off like he's you know, make try to make you try to ease it over subtly to you. You know, like the serpent did in the garden when he was hanging from the tree, and he tempted Eve. He, he was very subtle about it, and he told her in a way to where he he kind of changed the wording up a little bit. To entice her to eat of the fruit, to entice her to do what God said not to do, and he 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 influenced her to do it. And see, that's what the devil will try to do. He'll try to influence you to do things, or a seducing spirit, or a, a one of the one of the fallen angels that's that's on Lucifer's side, one of the demonic forces 
demonic spirits that we deal with today and they, they they will try to influence you and to do things that you're not supposed to do by making it sound like it's okay or sound like it's well you know it'd be okay to do it this time and, and god ain't gonna god ain't gonna you know hit you with a lightning bolt if you do it this one time and that one time might be all it takes to get you to fall and, and get you to to get all uh engulfed by it and swallowed up by it to where you you know you you get you you fall away from from god because you give in one time and it's not okay to give in one time it's not okay to give in at all we shouldn't give in we shouldn't we shouldn't allow temptation to to take us over and cause us to fall what does it mean to seduce when you think of a seducing spirit to seduce means to to attract someone to a belief or into a course of action in other words you attract them into believing it or attract them into a course of action by hanging the bait out there you try to catch a fish by you hang the bait out in front of the fish and the fish if the fish sees that bait it'll strike at it and hit that bait when it hits it you got it so you you have attracted it to a course of action attracted it to bite the bait so that you could set the hook and pull the fish out of the water and that's like the devil tries to do or a demonic spirit tries to do tries to attract you into taking a course of action or attract you into hitting the bait so it can pull you out of the water and <clears throat> that is in an advisable or foolhardy a course of action that is inadvisable or foolhardy meaning something you shouldn't do something that is not advisable for you to do or something that is foolhardy meaning very foolish to do to attract powerfully see when you think on the, the uh, if you think on the level of a demonic force or a demonic power you think on something that is very powerful and it's very powerful in its attraction in other words when it attracts you it's got a very powerful it's a very powerful type of attraction when it attracts you it hits you in the the weakness of the flesh see that's where the that's where the enemy will exploit its attack or exploit its attraction it doesn't attract you on a spiritual it, it's a spirit that attracts you but it doesn't attract you spit your spirit it doesn't attract your spirit it attracts the flesh and that's how the enemy comes in and with its influence or with its temptations as it tempts the flesh see it doesn't tempt the spirit it doesn't tempt the spirit man it tempts the flesh why because the flesh is where we're weak at the flesh is something that we're attacking we're battling every day we're battling the flesh and all things that we do the flesh wants to do its own thing it has its own desires you see our spirit man's desiring after God but the flesh is desiring the things of the flesh the flesh doesn't want to come under subjection to God it's an everyday battle just keeping the flesh under subjection keeping the flesh under control so now when you have something else coming in from one side or the other and starting to try to tempt the flesh into something so now you're not only fighting against the flesh now you're also fighting against something that's coming in trying to tempt the flesh so now that even escalates the the attack even higher and makes it that much harder to resist or that much harder to defend yourself against the enemy so that's another reason why we should always have the armor on at all times because that's that reason right there it's not just it's not just a flesh thing here that we're battling things that come in and tempt the flesh as well so that's what this that's what this has to do with tonight 
enticing spirits that seduce, that seduce men. It's enticing spirits that seduce the flesh. And it tries to attack, attract the flesh into doing things that it shouldn't do. So where is it? So if you think about this, turn with, to Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Because first of all, I want to show you something here about the spirits. Because I know there are some people in the world that doesn't believe in spirits like, like some of us do. And uh, some of some people don't don't believe in devil possession or believe in, in things of that nature, but it is true. It's something that the, the, we battle against spiritual enemies that come in and try to take try to try to overrule or overpower the flesh. And Jesus spoke of it here. He said, "When the in Matthew chapter twelve, verse forty three." says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it swept, empty, swept, and garnished. Then he goeth and he taketh with himself seven, more, seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. You see, the unclean spirit is something, it's, it's a spirit that dwells inside of a person if it gets enough ground to get inside of the person. See, we're, we're, we're tempted, our flesh is tempted by these spirits, but when we give in to temptation, sometimes you give in to it so much to where that spirit can get inside of you and then you have to deal then you have to deal with it on an even greater scale and you have to have it cast out of you and you can read through the word of god and see especially in the new testament and in the first and matthew mark luke and john when jesus was walking the earth he cast demons out of people and in the book of acts it cast the demons out and all through the bible it speaks about it in the new testament about casting devils out of people you know and it's 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 for real it's not something that is made up it's not something that that um, that you can just brush off and say, oh, I don't believe that, because it is true. And if you don't believe it, then you know that's up to you. But it is true. And here's the thing, where it talks about an unclean spirit. When you look up the definition, it's an impure or demonic or foul. That's unclean. It's impure. And in other words, it's not of God. It's it's impure. And it's it's demonic, meaning it's demon, it's uh, demon controlled or demon or an actual demon himself, uh, demon spirit, and it's foul. It's something that is not, it is not good. It's, it's uh, of a very bad nature. And you can see that all through the world today in all different kinds of things that's going on. If you stay caught up with current events, I mean, somebody to go into a, into a, a shopping plaza or whatever and shoot up a bunch of people, something's seriously wrong with them. Something's seriously wrong with a person that want to go in and do something like that. And that's somebody that's driven by a demonic force or driven by a, a demonic spirit or a foul spirit, something that is very evil and detestable. And I could go, I could mention several other things, but I'm not, I'm not going to mention all that tonight. And uh, but you can look and on get caught up on current events, and you can see that that we're in a world today that is a lot of people are driven by these things, and and they're very, very bad spirit. And uh, and if you look up spirits, uh, there's three definitions to the word to or three categories that the definitions of spirit goes into. And it's that the human part of it is the rational soul 
vital principle or mental disposition of a man. In other words, of a, of like of me sitting here in front of you today, I have a soul that lives inside of me. I have a vital principle and also have a mental disposition. An uh, angry person has an angry spirit. Now, you've heard that said before that they have an angry spirit about them or they have a jealous spirit about them or something of that nature. That's That's the mental disposition part of the spiritual part of a man then you have this the divine part which is god god is a spirit it has to be worshiped in spirit and in truth christ spirit a christ-like spirit the spirit of christ and the holy spirit which the holy spirit dwells in a christian whenever they get filled with the holy get filled with the holy ghost they have the spirit of god living inside them which is a holy spirit now what i'm building what i'm dealing with tonight is the superhuman part of it. The superhuman part is an angel or a demon. They are considered spirits. So a demon, a demon if, you, if you look back, and if you look in the Word of God and study it out, Lucifer was the, was the angel of the Lord. That, he's a cherub that had pipes, many pipes in him, and he's, he was the leader of music in heaven. And he said that he was going to set his throne above God because he was better than God. And he got kicked out of heaven because of pride. But when he got kicked out of heaven, he took two-thirds of the angels, or took one-third of the angels with him. So when he took that amount of angels with him, those angels and him are the ones that we deal with in the spirit world today. They're the demonic forces that we have to deal with. And considering that, that's our spiritual enemy. And that's what I'm talking about tonight that we have to deal with. So what does a spirit manipulate? What does one of these spirits manipulate when when I told you a minute ago about you know they, they manipulate the flesh? How do they manipulate the flesh? What do they do to a person to where you know to where a person wanna wanna allow them the time of day and cause them to to uh, you know to give in to them? Now, if you look over in the book of Galatians chapter five, the area is where they attack a man or where they you know where they tempt a man so to speak or they tempt them in the areas which is the lust of the flesh or the works of the flesh and the works of the flesh is here in galatians chapter 5 verse verse 19 galatians chapter 5 verse 19 says now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these that's where the enemy, that's where the spiritual enemy will tempt a man or entice a man to cause him to sin. And the, the works of the flesh is adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the areas where the where the demonic forces or the enticing spirits spirits will tempt a man is in those areas, because those are the works of the flesh. Well, the works of the flesh are the lust of the flesh. The flesh lusts after these things. The, if you look at all these, I mean, that basically covers every category. You got the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Everyone, all three of those are found in these categories. So, in considering that, that's the areas where we have to defend ourselves against the, the spiritual enemy, 
but we also had to be aware of whenever they'd come in to try to to hit us in those areas and we have to be watchful and pray always on a constant basis because listen to me in romans chapter 6 13 in romans chapter 6 13 says neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin which those those things i told you a minute ago those are the unrighteous areas unrighteousness all those are unrighteousness and and it's it's sin so you not you don't yield your members to those you don't yield your members to adultery you don't yield your members to to lasciviousness you don't you don't yield your members to lust you don't yield your members to any of these to hatred or variance or emulations or wrath or strife seditions and heresies you don't you don't yield your members to any of those those things because when you yield to those then you'll get caught up in it and you'll you'll it'll overwhelm you and overtake you and these are areas where it's very hard to fight against once you yield to them because once you yield to them then the flesh wants to run with it and then you have to get the flesh back under subjection and at the same time you having to get the flesh back under subjection then you're also having to fight against the one that came in and tempted you in that area which is very strong against you now because you done yielded your members to him so now that you yielded your members to him now you have to fight him hand to hand head on one on one and you you it's going to be hard to win against that you know and and once you yield to that and like I said, your flesh is wanting it, your flesh is desiring it, because now your flesh done tasted it. So now that your flesh done tasted it, now you have something else that's trying to drive you and push you and force you into it, something that's persuading you, persuading the flesh. See, that's what the Spirit does. It comes in and it persuades you into doing something that you shouldn't be doing. And if you give into that persuasion, then you let your you allow your members to yield to it. And once you do that, then you have to fight with it and then you carry you take that on to where now you have to deal with it for the rest of your life you give in one time and even even after you over even after you overcome it and and lose that you know uh, you once you overcome it and God takes that desire from you or whatever that demonic force that spirit will still come along and try to tempt you in those areas and she'll still try to cause you to give in and later on at another date you'll be tempted with it again and it's something that once you give into it, then you're you're weak against it, is what I'm saying. Once you give into it one time, your body is then weak against that temptation or weak against that area. And I know this for a fact because I've I've had to battle things that I gave into at one time or another. And it's it's an it's a constant thing. And you always have to fight against it. Because see the fruit that you should be putting off, the fruit that a Christian should be putting off. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. See, if you do all those there, if you if you if if your fruit that you're bearing in your spirit, which will come out through your flesh, if it falls under one of those categories, or against that, there's no there's no law because you're not breaking any of God's commandments. You're not doing something that God's not happy with. You're doing things that are pleasing to God. But if you give into any of the if you give into any of the works of the flesh, then those things you're gonna to have to fight, you're gonna to have to deal with the rest of your life. Now in Matthew chapter twenty six. Now first of all, it says right here in Romans chapter five, verse sixteen, it says, Thus this I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the spirit 
See, here's another thing. When you're reading the Word of God and you see a, a, a small S on spirit, that's not the Spirit of God. That's a, an evil spirit. If you have the King James Version like I have here, reading this passage of Scripture, right here it says, Walk in the Spirit. That S is a capital S on spirit. So when you see that capital S on that spirit, that's God's spirit. That's the Spirit of the Lord. So if you walk in the Spirit or walk in the Spirit of the Lord inside, that's living inside of you. You walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So how do you walk in the Spirit then to where you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh? You walk after after God. You walk, you walk the way God tells you to walk. The gospel shoes. Remember when I talked about the gospel shoes? You're walking in God's footsteps. You're walking the way God wants you to walk. You have the mind of Christ and you're paying attention to the direction that He's leading you. And your your life is lining up with the Word of God as the way He tells you to live. That's walking in the Spirit. And you're following the Spirit. You're following the Lord. <clears throat> so in, in Matthew chapter 26... Matthew chapter 26, verse 41 says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit, is, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. You see, the flesh is weak because the flesh wants, what, wants to do what it wants to do. We're in a constant battle with the, with the flesh all the time because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do. It don't want to do things after God. It don't want to do things after the spirit. So see, being as we're battling against the flesh all the time, like I was saying a little bit ago, that is where the enemy is going to try to exploit, going to try to entice the flesh, so that it can seduce you and cause you to do what it, what the spirit wants you, what that evil spirit wants you to do. So in considering that, you have to you have to watch and pray. So when you can see the adversary coming at you, trying to tempt you into doing something that is not right. And trying to send somebody like, see, you could it could even be to the fact that you know this person that you used to hang out with, and you see him all of a sudden trying to come around for no reason. Now all of a sudden he's starting to come around, starting to hang out with you, wanting to go do things with you. Say, hey, why don't, why don't we go hang out tonight? Why don't we go over here and do this tonight? Why don't we go over here and do that tonight? And you know in your spirit that you shouldn't be hanging out with that person. You see, that's your spirit man inside of you telling you. That's God telling you, hey, you don't need to be hanging out with this person because they're going to cause you to fall to temptation again. So knowing that, that's watching and praying. See, you're watching. You're watching spiritually. You're watching to see the adversary trying to put somebody back in your life that you don't need to have in your life. You, you don't hang out with them doing what they're doing to try to win them to the Lord. You get them to come to church, and then when they go, when they go to the altar and they give in, and you know that, they, that they're sincere with God, and their life changes, then that's different. Then, if their life has changed, and they're no longer going to places they used to go, and they're no longer like they used to be, and now they are a Christian, and you know genuinely, deep down inside, they're sincere, and they are living for God, you see, then then that's different but if they're still doing the same thing that they that you used to do when you was hanging out with them when you were living in sin and living doing the things that that was against god you don't go hang out with that person you don't go over there and hang out where you used to hang out while they're doing the things that y'all used to do together because you're just asking for trouble and you will not you will fall doing that the devil will get the, the upper hand on you even though you think he won't he will because the temptation to be too strong. That's what the devil's trying to do is get you to go back and do the things that you used to do. So don't even hang out in the areas or hang out with the people that you used to hang out with and be 
you know, going back in the areas of the things you got delivered from because that's just asking for trouble. That's basically going out there without your armor on, standing on the battlefield, waiting for the enemy to hit you and take you. So it's, it's not it's not something you want to do. That's just asking for trouble. But that's not watching. That's that's just being stupid, if I can be blunt about it. So you watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Because, like I said, if you're not watching and praying, then you will enter into temptation when the temptation comes your way. Because you're gonna, you're gonna, it's going to catch you by surprise, and you're not going to be ready for it. That's like laying your arm, just laying your armor down, and then the, you know, then the temptation comes in, and you don't have no way to fight against it, no way to fight at all. So, praying, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, because the spirit indeed is willing. The spirit's willing. The spirit is strong. The spirit says, yeah, you know, I'm willing to to do everything God wants me to do, but the the flesh is weak. So you have to bring the flesh under subjection to do the things that it's supposed to do, do the things that God said it said for you to do. Uh, the flesh don't want to pray. The flesh don't want to fast. The flesh don't want to go to church. The flesh don't want to, to do anything that, that's of God. So you have to bring it under subjection and make the flesh do what the flesh is supposed to do. Get up Sunday morning. Go to church. Go to church Sunday evening. Get in the altar and pray. Get in the altar and worship. Uh, dig into your word. Pray, do the things that, that you're supposed to do. Make the flesh do what, what it's supposed to do. Bring the flesh under subjection to what God says and what God says for it to do, whether it wants to or not. So the, the armor, in this particular one here, the armor against the spiritual enemy, the, the thing about it, the belt, you have to be in the truth. Um... You have to, you know, you have to be, be in the truth of God, you know, because there's doctrines out there which I'm not going into doctrines tonight. But there's, there's things out there that tells you it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that when it's against what the Word of God says. So you have to be in the truth. Okay, that's the belt. You have to be in the truth. And the shoes you have to be walking. At, you have to be walking after God. The gospel shoes you have to be walking after God. But the main thing that this here and against this against this spiritual attack or this spiritual enemy is a defensive thing, and more than anything, it's a defensive part because the enemy comes in and tries to hit you and tries to attack you and tries to catch you unaware. You have to protect your heart, protect the spirit man inside of here with your breastplate of righteousness. That's the righteousness keeping righteousness in here, and that breastplate that's breast, that breastplate has to be righteous as well because if, if you're protecting righteousness in here you don't want to put something on here that's not righteous because you have to protect the righteous man that's dwelling inside of you the righteousness of god so the breastplate of righteousness protecting your spirit man keeping him righteous keeping keeping your spirit man of god and keeping god inside of you and the helmet you have to protect yourself against the temptation by protecting your mind because this is where the attack always begins. It, the attack always begins in the mind. The temptation always begins in your mind. It could be something as subtle as just a tiny little thought that is dropped into your head. And if you don't get it out of there, come on, if you don't get that thought out of there and you start dwelling on it, eventually it's gonna, you're going to have a temptation you're going to have to deal with. 
and it's gonna be gonna be kind of difficult to deal with it once it becomes that kind of a temptation because you let it linger in there too long we have to watch what we think and, and watch what we keep in, in our mind at all times because if you allow those thoughts those little things that those little nuggets that tries to drop in there it's like the serpent hanging from the tree when it tempted eve she allowed that thought to enter into her head she allowed him to sit there and talk to her and tempt her with with the eating of the fruit by telling her well hath god said that no god said god said that if you eat of this fruit you be as gods knowing good and evil he told her the truth to a certain degree but he also he come on he over he over he overpowered the fact that god said don't eat of the fruit and he tempted her with the knowledge of good and evil saying she would be like god knowing the difference between good and evil knowing what good and evil is so he tempted her with that and she allowed herself to be tempted but she allowed that thought and allowed that conversation to take place so when it took place it, it hit her here okay in her mind first had her contemplating or thinking on that so once she started thinking on it she allowed herself to be tempted to the point to where she gave in and she ate of the fruit and see that's how that works the devil will come in he'll tempt you first by luring it out setting out there to lure you and to get you to entice you on thinking of it first or considering it or thinking about it so once you start considering it and thinking about it then you got that going on in your head so as it's going on in your head then the flesh starts to want it so when the flesh starts to want it then you have then you have to deal with the flesh on top of the thought on top of the temptation coming from the one that tempted you to begin with so then all of a sudden now you got all this going on so that 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 attack begins to begins to overpower you or begins to gain strength to overpower you and it gets harder to resist from that point moment forward so you always have to keep that that helmet on the helmet of salvation to protect your mind and protect your thoughts protect your eyes what you see protect your ears what you hear the helmet covers everything in the head so it, it you, you have to protect that area by keeping the helmet of salvation on and keeping that on at all times and then the shield to shield off the fiery darts of the enemy that's the areas where you already are already weak at possibly some something from the past or whatever to where he's going to try to exploit or something of that nature which is an attack that will try to overwhelm you all at one time it'll hit you like a like a like a freight train just slam into you and try to, to basically just completely overwhelm you all in one shot one just one quick hit and when you have an attack like that you, you got to be ready for it so that's where you need that shield of faith and he'll also tempt you he'll also attack you in the area like telling you you're not saved you need you should just quit going to church and go ahead and do what you used to do because ain't nobody cares about you it's just little things like that, that he'll try to throw at you and try to tempt you with and try to to taunt you with when he's nothing but a liar and that's where you need to take that sword out and stick him right between the eyes and tell him to get out get away from you and tell him come on tell him what the word of god says by the come on by the by the mercy of god you're saved god said you're saved so the devil is a liar tell him he's a liar tell him the word of god says he's a liar and hit him back with the word of god don't don't sit there and and have a have a conversation with him or whatever just tell him to go on tell him get thee behind me satan and tell them what the word of god says and you know use your use your sword against them and then you got the javelins which is a prayer and praise as long as you're praying and praising 
Come on, keeping God in your surroundings, keeping God in your in your uh, you know in your life, and keeping God keeping God in your um, right beside of you at all times and in your presence. If you keep God in your presence, then the devil ain't got no ain't got no way to get in there to you. And as long as you're keeping keeping praising God and praying and and loving on God and worshiping Him, come on, you can do those things even when you're working. It, 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 there's other things you can do do it two times. You can you can listen to a song and sing with it while you're working, so you can praise God while you're working, and you can pray while you're working. You can you can do those things while you're working. So as long as you're praising God and loving on Him, keeping Him in your presence, and praying. Come on, the, the devil ain't the devil ain't gonna have no time to tempt you because you're not gonna give him the time of day. You don't give the devil time. You don't give him no moments. You don't give any of them. Not just the devil. You don't give any. You don't give any any devils with an S. You don't give any of them any time of day. No demonic forces or demonic spirits. Get your armor on and fight against them and don't let them entice you. And you know and, and keep yourself. Keep yourself right at all times. Don't give in to him. Don't give him the time of day. Don't give no place to the devil, the Bible says. And draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh unto you. And uh, so I hope this helps you tonight. And if, if, if you enjoyed it and if you think it'll help others, and please share it and, uh, and everything. And I um, and love you guys. And I'll see you all next time around. So help me get this, help me get the word out there and share this so that your friends can see it as well. People that I'm not friends with on your friends list or whatever. So, and um, love you guys. I'll see you next time. Thank you for watching.